1: Black in your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. How are you? Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. It's golden age of investing in a lot of ways. In the last 20, 30 years, we've seen commissions on investing go from 200 to $300 a transaction all the way down to. Free ETFs and index funds. Trades can be as low as $5 when you have to absolutely have something individualized. It's a good time to be an investor. The 90s, we basically saw the, the tech boom, which computers got faster, smaller, cheaper. That led to workplace productivity gains. And then we came up with something called the internet, which led to a whole new world. So the 90s and the tech revolution that started there created a lot of millionaires and some billionaires. Hopefully your 401k has benefited in the last 20 to 30 years. Recessions happen on a pretty regular basis. And they kind of mess up that tech expansion, the technology expansion, the communication equipment expansion, the infrastructure expansion, the economic expansion. Recessions happen and they're normal. We will have another one. Typically, they happen every four to eight years. People have to live through four or five of them to really get a good feel for, oh, that wasn't so bad. Recessions in the modern era, in the last hundred years, have become less severe. The severity of job cuts and job losses has trended down during the recessions until the last one. And that kind of reversed the trend, where we had the Great Recession, where we got unemployment up to 10 to 12%, depending on the color of your skin. It was pretty bad out there. A couple things that I can tell you, biggest mistakes people make, if you can eliminate the mistakes and just play the game, you'll win. Same thing tends to happen in football, baseball, most major sports. Games aren't won, they're lost. Live within your means is the number one mistake I see people make. Not living within their means. I've done it. I'm guilty of it. I did it. Falling in love numerous times in my life. You would have thought I was made of of millions of dollars. Failure to set goals. This is a big one. You and your spouse are going to fight unless you all work together. And one of the areas where you need to work together is goals. Another big mistake people make is not realizing that they're going to get old, and their body's not going to work like it used to. I get up every day at 4, 4 30, and I hate it, and as I get older, I hate it more and more, and Lord, let me thank you for Saturdays, and may they remain my friend, because I work all week long, and uh, I do like the, the Saturday sleep in, so we get older, we don't realize it, and that's a... Big, 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 big problem. And the reason I say that is because it gets expensive on the healthcare side and there's no more cash coming in. So you can't really fix that mistake of like you totaled your car and for 45 days you're going to eat ramen noodles. Top ramen. Three for one buck. And you can say, okay, I totaled my car. The deductible is $1,000 or $500. I'm going to eat crap food for the next 30 days. So you can't do that when you're older. Reagan lived 93 years old, 33 years after he retired. 10 years of very bad and expensive health. He was luckily, fortunately, a president of the United States. So he got that free health care that was also pretty good health care can't let our royalty suffer indignity. so 10 years of health care will easily be a million plus dollars unless of course you live in oklahoma that's a knock ladies and gentlemen to all the people from oklahoma now go brush your tooth your one tooth Another mistake that you tend to make is failure to create and stick to a budget. But that's kind of living within the, your means, isn't it? Too much debt. I just took on another mortgage. Good God, what am I thinking? Like I, I was, I was skating. I was like, what do I do with an extra two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars? And well, I spent it on a place that I'm going to stay, maybe ten weekends of the year. Maybe. Failure to maintain cash reserves, super important one. I've always did, done pretty well with the cash reserves, but sometimes it gets a little tight. My emergency money is my emergency money. Another mistake people make is not only do they think that they're going to live forever and be in good health, some people make the mistake of you don't realize that you're going to be disabled. In your thirties or forties, and disabled, you're much, 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 much more likely to happen to you than to die. So, getting disability insurance is super important. I've worked with companies that have done tough mutters before, and I'm like, if you do a tough, if I do a tough mutter and I get hurt, are you paying my workman's comp? And they're like, you're not invited. (laughs) So suddenly, I got uninvited from a tough mutter because I asked the question that was a little too close to the company CEO. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to do a tough mutter. If I do a tough mutter, I I know me. I'm going to be the guy who face down in mud. First first obstacle, right? I don't have the best of luck. I'm pretty honest about that. I honestly, like I said, if I was in a Mad Max universe, I'm the white puffy governor that gets sacrificed by the bad guy in front of the good guy and the hot woman. I'm the puffy guy who betrays his people and takes an arrow in the head. So disability insurance is super important. And for the record, I'm, I'm not clumsy. I'm just saying that I'm the guy who I, I, I get the feeling if I were to jump out of an airplane, I'm going to get stuck, <laughs> like, hanging on the back of the plane, and the, I'm not going to be able to jump out. I'm, the wire's not going to release me. I'm going to just be flopping back there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and my instructor will jump out, and he'll be fine but I'm just going to be flopping in the back of the plane. Another huge mistake I want you to avoid. And again, the whole point of this is avoid these mistakes and you're probably going to retire with a lot of money is failure to update the will or the trust. That's that's an important one because I didn't have the best relationship with my father. My father was a mean, mean alcoholic. And when I say mean, he wasn't like violent, He was violent emotionally. He wasn't there. He was checked out. He did two tours of war in Vietnam, and I think that kind of destroyed any chance of him being a normal dude. But in my 20s, I didn't want to leave any of my money to my family. I I had no care. So i do it to a girlfriend. I started with Juliet. We went to Amanda. Then there's Cindy. And then, like, you get married, and you're like, hmm... Let's go take a look at my Smith Barney account, and you're like, Amanda's name is on the beneficiary. I haven't even talked to her in 18 years. That's a big mistake you want to avoid. Try to get the glasses that work on the long distance in investing. Don't wear the glasses that are all caught up in the short, short term. I'm Rob Black. <laughs>
0: financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: What are you hiding in the again? Good day. Let's get you to retirement. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk about some of the issues. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Hit events, sign up for an event coming up. To an area near you, use code RADIO25 to get in for free while at newfocusfinancial.com. Mr. Burton, home insurance. Home insurance. It's one of those things that um, I don't think people actively think about it much. And then I guess you think about it when you need it, right?
2: I I know they don't
1: think about it because we've been
2: kind of on this really uh, proactive bend to make sure that Clients are looking at their homeowners' insurance, and part of it is because of what we've seen in the Bay Area over the last several years. And then we have a ton of rebuilding up north for the fires. Um, So, one, it's hard to get good contractors, and two, prices have gone up drastically across the board. You're talking about, in some places on the peninsula, six, seven hundred bucks a square foot for rebuilding costs. That's insane. Um, I was looking at a policy the other day of somebody that was closer down to San Jose. And they were insured on replacement costs for their home for less than half of what it would cost to rebuild it if something happened. That's pretty dramatic. And just it is, I mean, can you imagine something awful happens, like up north and the fires or whatever, and then you, you think you're covered, but you're not. And you're trying to find, what, half a million, $600,000 all of a sudden to rebuild a home that you were living in?
1: That's going to be my exit story. I'm going to fake my own death in a fire. You can't do it now. And then He's then it's enough, gonna be under then it's way. gonna be underinsured. Oh <laughs> <laughs> So I was actually talking to a contractor the other day and it it kind of upset me because he said, Yeah, so right now I could I could throw on an extra hundred thousand dollars on any project and they'll pay me. Because they have no other option. I'm like, really? Yeah. And the answer is yep. Yeah. So you're right. The costs are going out of control and the contractors know it. So uh, how do you think we should go about looking at our homeowners policy? Because a lot of people, Chad, this is very common. They will insure if it's a million dollar home, they'll insure a million dollars, even though seven hundred thousand of that's land, three hundred thousand is rebuilding. But it's like you're saying, it's probably four hundred thousand dollars to rebuild it. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people go out and get a million dollar policy, even though you probably only need a four hundred thousand dollar policy.
2: Right, and so that's the thing. It's not like it's the simplest thing to understand in the world, um, and you, you need to. Check in just like we tell people, you know. Every so often, I'll call, you know, my cable company and say, you know, I'm I'm probably going to go satellite because this is just too much money, and you know, there's I'm not really happy with the service, and then I get a discount, right? So I try to do that every so often. Um, well, now they're on with deal with your homeowners. What's that, now they're going to be on to you. I know, I know. Great, they're listening. They're listening in all the time. But anyway, it's, homeowners insurance can be a little bit crazy because you have a couple of things that go on in a homeowner's policy, and there's an other structures policy. Some homeowners' policy consider a deck and other structure. Um, there's a lot of people that I know that have homes, but they have a large you know, shed or something like that on the property. So they think, oh, I'm, I'm underinsured, because to rebuild everything, it would be a certain amount. But your other structures is typically a percentage of your normal dwelling replacement coverage. Does that right. make sense? Sure. So if you have a really fancy deck overlooking something, um, and you think that you couldn't rebuild your home for your dwelling coverage, maybe your deck is, in your policy's case, like mine, USAA, is like that. Um, so maybe it, it is covered, and you don't know it. Um, I, I was just recently you know, finishing a, a remodel issue, so having to refi and then update my homeowner's coverage. The, blanks, the bank said, oh, you're not insured for enough, but then I had to send them a bunch of stuff from USA saying, well, here's the dwelling coverage, here's the other structure's coverage, which includes the deck and the concrete, and then it also has this um, guaranteed issue, uh, guaranteed replacement. So, sometimes in a policy, they call it a guaranteed replacement cost. Or if it looks like you might be undersured, there might be something in your policy that has a guaranteed replacement cost, which increases the insurance and the coverage if your basic doesn't. So it, it's not just as simple as looking at the, the face, the contract of your policy and thinking that you're underinsured. You still might be insured. I'm not sure. It's worth a call. Spend a half an hour to make sure that the place that you live is properly covered if something bad happens.
1: So how do you find, I use USAA and GEICO for most of my types of insurance, whether it's homeowners, renters, or um, car how do you find you use USAA? I tend not to use like the State Farms. I don't. I tend not to use the local mom and pops because it is discounted if you go with a big national call center firm. And um, what advice would you give me, or what advice would you give your kid on getting insurance if USAA is not an option? USAA is awesome, by the way.
2: It really is. If anybody in your family has some sort of a military background, I, I really love working with USAA. Um, but sometimes there's certain things like, uh, for example, umbrella coverage for me, based on field and stuff like that. I have to kind of go reinsure on that to get the proper amounts. Um, there's specific situations where clients might have a you know a ranch or some sort of a farm property that might be different. So there's certain things that USA won't cover. Uh, they don't really do boaters insurance. Rob, I kind of I go through them to get through to a different company for boat insurance, for example. So there's different things. I had a client recently in Portland, Oregon that went with like an American family because they were able to get earthquake insurance without having to do the retrofitting. Okay. So it kind of depends on your situation. Um, and you know, the, there's, the, there's a fault in the Northwest just as scary as there is in say Hayward, right? So you got to think about those things. It, it, there is certain times where you got to shop around based on your circumstance.
1: Who gets earthquake insurance in the Pacific Northwest?
2: Oh, you haven't heard about the fault up here? There, I mean, there's there's just as much chance that there's a giant one in the northwest as there is in the Bay
1: Area. Well, good for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You can make another uh, <laughs> can make another disaster flake in this one and take down the Space Needle, right?
2: Yeah, isn't he working now with a giant ape um, that could maybe help you know dig people out if something bad happens? What's I, that movie that's out now?
1: I'm just going to leave you hanging there. <laughs> uh, isn't he working with a giant ape? Yes. <laughs> That's Denzel Washington.
2: Oh, when I was updating my insurance too, Rob, because I, you know, they were saying, "Hey, by the way, you know, you can go double your liability insurance on your property for an extra twenty cents a month." I'm like, sold. Just put it on there. Wow. So, yeah. uh, so it it's worth a call. People really need. I mean, if you haven't talked to your insurance agent for your homeowners policy, you need to give them a call, especially in the Bay Area, especially down the peninsula, because. Your most people are drastically underinsured on their homeowner's policies.
1: The way in the Rock Johnson movie with the ape is called Rampage. That was yeah. based on video- a video game. It was a video yeah. game, but I don't remember it.
2: I kind of remember it, you know, post Donkey Kong, a little better graphics maybe.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Chad Burton is a gamer. You have a, a lovable heart after all. <laughs> Anything
2: but a gamer. I, My kids don't let me play with them on video games because I'm like, if it's a shooting game, I'm just shooting the corner in the ceiling and I can't get out of the corner of the building. It's
1: He's the best. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. He is a gamer. He's a loving man. He's a financial planner. You can hear him 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here on KDOW AM 1220. Find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. I'll going
0: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: To say some things out loud and kind of like realize, ooh, I was lucky to be born when I was born. I say things that are shocking and maybe even upsetting. I feel that being born to a family that expected me to go to college was also another plus. Even before I came out of the womb, there was an expectation of he's going to go to college. I was born in during what I would consider the computer the dawn of the computer, dawn of the home computer. Whether it was the Atari twenty six hundred, the TI ninety nine, Clicovision, you name it, I was fascinated by it. Do you remember in television? That was awesome. I never had one because we weren't that kind of upper middle class. We were more the lower middle class, so the perks weren't as good gravy as other kids got. But uh, let's see if I can make a long story short here. So I feel kind of lucky to be born when I was born. And I'll easily say that out of the gate. I look at things like owning a home. And it's pretty affordable for me. I have a good career. I started buying homes many, many years ago. So there was that expectation of build some equity over time. But again, that's not that's not necessarily the case today. So most parents today say things like, "Well, yeah, I want my kid to go to college, but it's a hundred thousand dollars to have a kid go from to college now. If you're born this year, it's gonna be over a hundred thousand dollars to send your kid to school in seventeen, eighteen years. And colleges differ like golden clay. I got away with murder. You know, I might as well have been a poetry major. You know, I didn't, I didn't, to me, mechanical engineering looked like too much math, computer engineering, sciences, computer sciences, like too much math. I didn't want to do the hard work. I wanted to like kind of cruise to college and kind of figure myself out and then figure out a career after that. So I I think I got kind of lucky. And I I say this because I want to tie back to the people who are losing the most right now are the people who are the first time home buyers. Inflation is just destroying them. Monthly cost of an entry level home on a nationwide basis up nine percent year over year. And again, now we're starting to come up with compromises. And and the compromises they hurt the first time home buyer. Again and again and again. And I remember ten years ago, San Francisco rent started going up and people were like, well, you got in, so you're, you know, you're in. You're good. But for people who aren't in, I was like, what are they going to do? And they started having roommates. So I'd go over, go pick up a date. She introduced me to her roommates. And I was like, is someone sharing a room or someone sleeping on the couch? And if someone was sleeping on the couch, I was like, whoa, I never experienced that in my life. That grown adults who are 30 years old were sleeping on couches. And then it became four people and then it became five people. So the people who are getting the short end of the stick right now to me are the entry level home buyers. You've got rising housing costs, which siphon off, you know, whatever income you have left over and it can't be used for other things like cars or vacations or retirements. Potential buyers are looking for housing further away and incurring commuter costs. I've been blessed. This is how I started the segment. I've always lived within five to 10 minutes of work until recently. And that's, was kind of a choice to get out of the, you know, the, the grind of the, the city living home prices have been surging in so many markets. Now it's not a problem for well-to-do Americans who've owned a lot of assets and benefited from rampant asset price inflation. I own a home that went up. So guess what? I went and bought another home. I own stocks that went up. So guess what I did? I got a divorce and got another wife. <laughs> there's a trade-up policy. In this case, five years younger. <clears throat> so, so wage inflation, not a problem for me. But do I see it as a problem for kids down the road? Oh, yeah. And there's a guy who works here who's got a daughter who's 23 and maybe 22, maybe 24. And I'm always asking him, like, what's she doing these days? What's she doing? She's succeeding, and like the answer still is, doesn't have a home yet. So the entry-level home is one that sells for 80% of the median price in a particular market. It assumes a 5% down payment and a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage for the remainder. Obviously, in different areas, that's going to be considerably different. In the San Francisco Bay Area, a diverse area that includes San Francisco, Silicon Valley, A lot of the East Bay, parts of the North Bay, the monthly cost of an entry-level home was up 14% year-over-year. And you didn't do anything other than get a year older, and things got 14% more expensive. Did you get a 14% raise last year? Keep in mind, I make minimum wage in radio. So, I did get a raise. But not much. So, the people who are losing the biggest, I think, are the people who aren't participating and can't participate and are having problems figuring out how to participate. So, you know, there's a phrase like you pay to play. Tony Mendez from barrier dot brought up a conversation recently with me about, uh, he went into a restaurant, a blaze pizza, tough to call a blaze pizza restaurant, but it is. And, uh, the franchisee in there, it's his second restaurant. He started with like a really crappy subway and uh, then he went to Blaze Pizza and down the road he wants to go to like uh, a Chick-fil-A or something more glamorous for more money or something like that, right? So he got an asset that's inflating, sold it, bought another asset that's inflating, going to sell it, going to buy another asset that's inflating, he hopes. So inflation is kind of awesome, but it's also kind of a boogeyman, uh, because if you, if you don't play, you're frightened of it, in my opinion. A couple things that you should have laying around, things like birth certificates and social security documents. You should get a fireproof safe. You should take pictures of said birth certificate and said social security card. Put it up in the cloud. You want to keep your wills, your trust, your legal documents all in one area. The worst part about people dying and I deal with death all the time. I can give you the perfect example of my father. Uh, when my father passed away, he was told with six months left to live, you will be dead in six months. And he died to the day, six months. He had six months to get his financial paperwork in order, to get his will and his trust and all that kind of stuff in order. My dad was kind of a hardworking man. so his desk always had what felt like a tree of papers on it. Um, so when he died, I had to go through his, his desk and figure out, oh, take a look at this. Oh, take a look at this. And, uh, you know, some of it was like his handwriting. So I wanted to keep it and, uh, hold to it for memories. But the thing that I found, and it was shocking to me because it was early January when he died and it was super cold on the East coast and we wanted to get him into Arlington Cemetery, but they said it would be three weeks. You don't keep a body above the ground for three weeks. Kind of want to move on, so we chose a different place, which kind of sucks because he would have wanted to be in Arlington Cemetery. Um, but he's dead, so dead men can't really complain. Um, but anyway, so I'm going through the desk and I'm, I'm I'm finding some crazy stuff. Right, I'm trying to figure out what all this is and trying to piece together his financial life. Biggest mistake my father made, in my opinion, was not get his financial paperwork in order. Because I'm like, I'm going through, I know I'm going to find adoption papers. I know I'm going to learn that I was adopted because I don't look like my dad. I'm a big guy. When I was 12, my dad gave me crap because he was drunk. And I said, I will knock you out. I was bigger than him at 12. So I knew I was adopted. I knew I was going to find the adoption papers, right? No such luck. I was hoping it was like gonna be Bono or Bill Gates or somebody like that was gonna be my daddy. Nope, 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 nope. What I did find though was an insurance policy that was worth four hundred thousand dollars. That had expired three months before his death. And all he had to do was resign it. All he had to do was resign it. All he had to do was know where the hell the piece of paper was. All that he had to do was know that it's going to expire on that said date. My mom would had four hundred thousand dollars extra, because he already had the death sentence. The doctor already said you will be dead in six months. And instead of like getting his financial paperwork together, he decided to pursue God. He wanted to get right with God, who he fell out of favor with eh, probably about twenty five years before that. So he hadn't been in a church in twenty five years, but because he's got cancer and dying, it's now time to like go talk to the people at the church. So I kind of wish he would have signed that paper. Would have made my mom's life a little easier. And get this. He had a whole life insurance policy that he had for his whole life in his 20s, his 30s, his 40s, and his 50s. And then three months before he dies, he doesn't sign it, and it's worthless. One of the reasons I don't like whole life insurance is you don't need it for your whole life. My mom's fine, but she would have been finer with that extra $400,000. That's a really good example of why you don't need whole life or variable life insurance and they're crap product and they're oversold by insurance agents who want to get a big fat commission from you, who don't have the skill set to do other things other than to sell crap products. Get term life, invest the rest. I'm Rob Black. We
0: will this Do Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220,
2: KDOW. So if you're looking for some bad news, you can find it somewhere else. Last year was a summer for nearly
0: everyone we know. But I ain't fighting with you down in the ditch. I'll meet you up here on the road. Jason Isbell. Your time. No?
1: I was at the news station television station and there was just story after story of you know how bad San Francisco's housing market is that there was a shack that someone spent over a million dollars on it was an earthquake shack cozy is all about what you can afford right you need to have an income of over $300,000 to buy a A home in San Francisco. So there's something called earthquake shacks. They're one of the most desirable real estate assets in the city right now. Because after the 1906 earthquake and fires decimated 500 city blocks. Go walk a city block right now. Well, I mean, later today. And then start thinking about 500 city blocks. So after the big fire... What San Francisco did was they needed housing, temporary housing. So they put up 5,000 small wooden cottages. They gave shelter to 16,000 plus people. And that's important because, you know, the Bay Area is chilly. Even during the summers, it could be chilly. But that's what people are doing. Um, high paying jobs. Always fascinating me. Airlines are making more money than ever, but they're also facing a mountain of problems. Airlines, oh, Warren Buffett, he's the god, he's the man. He once bought TWA in the 70s, and it was such a bad investment, he said, I'm never buying airlines ever again. Until 2016 or 2017, he did. But can you imagine having that kind of, like, don't know uh experience so he bought an airline it was a horrible investment and now you look at airlines and they're like buses in the sky right and the thing that infuriates me is that paid bag fee it's always like 25 dollars, and you're like oh so the ticket's not the ticket price i'm one of those people i like to i like the ticket to be the ticket price so one of the pieces of advice that i give people to get to retirement is start sooner rather than early Start sooner rather than later. That's what I meant to say. Caffeine's starting to kick in, right? I like the way you say that. If you want to become a millionaire, start at the age of 20, and all you have to do is save $1,000 a year. That's not much, right? Put it in the market, do it every year for the next 40 years, ta-da, you've got a million dollars. But if you wait till age 30, it's $2,900 a year or 250 bucks a month. If you wait till age 40, it's $8,700 a year. 45, it's now at $15,600 a month, a year or $1,300 a month to become a millionaire. Now that's real money. $1,300. You're like, Ooh, ouch. Ooh, I should have started earlier because if we go back in time, 20 plus years, all you needed was a thousand a year instead of 1300 a month. So, start sooner rather than later. Be very conscious of your credit score. Credit scores are super important on keeping your costs down. And we're going to see the opposite move now. Now that credit's getting easier, the cost of credit's going higher. So, your borrowing costs go higher with it. Credit will make you a prince or a pauper. So, I'm really thrilled that my primary mortgage... Is it three and a quarter percent? That's amazing for thirty years. Unbelievable. Keeps my cost lower, so my housing cost might be lower than you or my neighbors, because I have a better rate than him, All because I had a good paying job, all my teeth, and a good credit score. I know you're saying teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of important when it comes to getting a mortgage. They now check your teeth. I'm making that up.
2: Say what?
1: But bad credit means you pay more for a house than a person with good credit. And just to show you, you know, the, the financial ramifications of that, if someone's paying $300 less than you, they're able to save $300 more than you. Right? They're able to go on $300 more vacations or get $300 more back rubs or $300 more of something. So, uh pay attention to your credit. Credit karma. Credit Karma, the app on the iPhone and on Android. Uh, It's a fun app for me, but again, I'm a nerd. So I don't really care about the basketball score from last night or the baseball score from the other day. I care about credit scores. So good debt versus bad debt. I think this is always important to note. Um, I've had credit cards for 20 plus years. You know how many times I've carried credit card debt in 20 years? probably two months out of 20 years, I always pay the stuff off. Because if I don't, Bank of America or... uh, Who's the one? uh, Gosh, I want to come up with the name of it, but I'm not going to. Chase Capital One. Capital One was the one I was going after. Uh, So, if I don't pay on time, if I don't pay off my balance... Capital One's going to say, okay, what you just borrowed, we're going to charge you 15%, 20% interest. And I'm like, I don't make 15 to 20% raises every year, so why am I buying something that was X plus 15%? So pay off the credit. This is better. I'm not that country music. You can find me online at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. Rob Black host of Rob Black and your money. Join me and CFP Chad Burton for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar coming up on May 3rd, 6:30 to 8:30 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration is $25 but free with the code radio25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It can be hard to even know where to begin, but focusing on a few essential issues will help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. CFP Chad Burton will discuss the new tax laws and how they affect your retirement. Transitioning your portfolio from accumulation to income. The right accounts to draw from first social security changes, good and bad retirement products, measuring risk, protecting your estate from long-term care costs. I will discuss the economy and market trends. Michelle Lerman will explain updates for estate planning. It's the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, May 3rd, 630 to 830 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration is $25 but free with the code RADIO25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.